0: Hey, what's up guys? This is Sarah McAllister and you're listening to The Business Perspective where I talk to successful businessmen and women about their business journey, uh, difficult experiences that have helped them become successful and then dive deep into something they specialize in. So if you guys like this podcast or uh, find value in the podcast, please like it, share it, subscribe to it, whatever you do uh, to get other people to listen to it. That's the main goal. That would be very helpful. Uh, and today I have a good friend of mine, Melissa Cancio here to talk to us about, um, photography and branding and all that good stuff. So hello.
1: Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. I am super excited. So, uh, tell us the name of your business and, uh, just a quick intro to what you do.
1: Absolutely. Well, I am a portrait and wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. so I own a company called Memories That Matter Photography as well as soon-to-be Melissa Cancio Portrait, and I guess we'll talk a little bit about that rebranding sometime today Mm because that's a big lesson that I've learned and have experienced, so um, I love photographing women and families especially. I really pride myself on a photography experience Mm -hmm. rather than just a quick event Mm -hmm. um, and really enjoy taking my clients through a process of really getting to understand what they're looking for, how to create lasting memories, um, and things that for businessmen and women, how they can really up their brand and use portraits and images to help with their social media and marketing
0: love it and what did you do prior to this
1: (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) um so for actually take us back where are you from take us way let's go way back way back way back okay so i'm actually originally from tampa florida so Mm. i am a lifelong florida girl Um, i have taken a few moves through north carolina and washington dc for Mm. my job and ended up right back in florida so i'm definitely a florida girl Yes. (laughs) But I, for 20 years, I had a career as a corporate psychologist. Uh So I worked um, with businesses and companies, uh, mostly in the healthcare field, to measure and monitor and evaluate their organizational performance and metrics got it um, i specialized in measuring training and education programs mm-hmm. to see you know what difference that investment in education made to the organization's bottom Interesting. line so I spent many years um, doing a lot of measurement and working with data and numbers, which is a huge, huge difference from what I do now, although I've brought that skill set with me. <laughs>
0: but, and, but the psychology aspect, you've really um, tried to bring that into your, your business now, too. I oh, mean-
1: most definitely. Um, you know, I think that we all have a career path that is purposeful, even if we don't understand it mm-hmm. for For some years. And I use that skill set every single day in my business, Mm -hmm. even though I thought I was sort of turning a page and doing something different. um, I find it creeping right back into my everyday world. So I'm glad that I had that for
0: sure. And then what made you transition to this type of work?
1: So it's actually a bittersweet story, and I don't Mm -hmm. mind sharing it. Um, A lot of amazing things came out of a pretty tough time. Mm -hmm. Um, After 20 years of working in um, the corporate world, Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And this just happened to be while I was also pregnant with my son. Mm -hmm. So it was... An amazingly trying time. Um, So my husband and I both had to kind of reevaluate our our life. And I had to make the tough decision of taking a leave of absence and Mm -hmm. eventually, you know, leaving that job so that I could take better care of myself and get through treatment. Um, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer three times in about a year and a half period. So it was a rough few years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And... I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, like mm-hmm. just for fun, dream mm-hmm. up how to create businesses and what I would do. And I'm sure those people who are entrepreneurs have done the same thing multiple times. Yeah. Um, and really just decided when I got healthy again, which I'm completely fine now, mm-hmm. thank goodness, after five years, um, you know, what am I going to do now? Right. And it was just a beautiful opportunity out of something so horrific and scary to just say, you know, I have a do-over. I get to do whatever I want to do right. um, and decided to follow my love and passion for photography and make that a business. Right. And that is exactly what I did. I've never looked back and never been happier.
0: That's awesome. And you said how, how many years ago was it that you were diagnosed? Five. F- five. You've been cancer free or five? Yes, all
1: about that. So the way they yeah, it's about six years in terms of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start your counting of your years um, without any disease from the date of your last diagnosis. So gotcha kind of overlaps just a tiny bit.
0: And so you and you were in your previous career when you found out. Yes. And then you had to obviously stop working. Correct. Yeah. And um, what did what did your husband do at the time? same
1: type of business? He is in the same type of business. He's always been in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. He was working in title and traveled like 48 weeks out of the year. I know. And um, I traveled about half the time Mm -hmm. and we both were literally meeting in all these different cities when we had our, that's how much our schedules collided. Wow. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that lifestyle was not going to work for, for what we were going through.
0: Do you feel like that day that you found out you were diagnosed. You remember every single thing about that day. I do. Yep. It
1: was Valentine's Day. What?
0: Wow. I know.
1: Um, I went in thinking it was, you know, nothing because I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and I just kind of knew. And that that whole day is very surreal. And then the next few years are just a big blur. Just a isn't big that crazy blur. how crazy. like
0: traumatic experiences it will block your entire memory? Yeah. Like you don't remember how old you are, what happened. It's. It is a very bizarre thing, but it's like your mind doesn't want to be that. Our our mind has a way of protecting us, doesn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. And so, um, I think that we remember the things that are helpful to us, and mm-hmm. you know, we don't remember <laughs> the yeah. things that. They're, if Your will mind's not like, let's just exactly. let this go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Um, and does your uh, son understand now?
1: Well, he he just turned five so last he's a, weekend. He's a little guy. Yeah. Um, no. no. And and that's okay with mm-hmm. me. You know, I, you know, he sees scars mm-hmm. and, you know, we do, we just talk about, you know, that's a time when I had a boo-boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really where he is right now, but I I cannot wait to, you know, share that story with him and just how special of a boy he is yeah. to go through. I went through chemo, surgeries, and, and all of my treatments while I was pregnant. Um, So I couldn't have caffeine. I couldn't have coffee, but I could have chemotherapy, which was just mind-blowing. But he is perfectly healthy. Mm -hmm. He managed to get through all of that. And it was really scary, as you can imagine. But, um, yeah, that'll definitely be a huge part of our story and our family. For sure. Yeah. So, and I
0: know that that was part of your mission to create um, memories, essentially, for... People, especially if they um, lose someone or I know you mentioned a lot that all of our pictures are on social media and things like that and you want, uh, you find the importance of having a picture on the wall or a picture in a frame. Yeah.
1: I think when you, well, well, for my personal experience, when you're faced with something like possibly dying, like Mm -hmm. there's just no other feeling and experience quite like that. Your whole perception and your priorities changed drastically. So I really became borderline obsessed (laughs) with capturing images of our family and the time that I had, not knowing what my future was held sure so um we had photos taken all the time i always documented our days and i wanted my son to remember how much i loved him mm-hmm. and that you know if i wasn't there you know having memories of me sure um thank goodness that is all not the case um, i can review it we together. can yeah. we now have beautiful memories together um, but i do believe very strongly in having portraits And prints and albums in your home Mm -hmm. um, and on your walls to love and enjoy. Um, I often tell my clients you know no one on a Thursday night says hey let's all gather around the computer and flip through digital photos. That just just doesn't happen. (laughs) It's not the same (laughs) feeling. No it's not Um, and there has been um, research to show Mm -hmm. that a child's self-esteem is impacted and increased by having portraits of them and their families on the walls it sort of signifies oh that my gosh I am so much sense important enough to be displayed mm. you know on this wall and in print and so I take that very seriously and, yeah. and try to live that for sure when
0: kids were uh I remember being embarrassed like mom Please, I know we've all had that. Yes, take that picture down. This is mortifying. Yes, exactly. I actually still have those pictures in my closet Mm -hmm. in a frame, and I'm like, I can't get rid of them. What am I? Now I have pictures of myself. (laughs) Uh, But, anyways, very true. true. So shifting towards the the business aspect, I know that you work with um, uh, companies to help them brand themselves and take pictures appropriately. Yes. To portray a certain message or feeling so Absolutely. tell us about that and
1: I I think it all stemmed from my my being able to help businesses really just sharing the process that I personally learned with sure. my own business and um, I'll take you back there um, there are more than I think 3,000 photographers just in our little area wow and when I first looked up that statistic on, I think it was LinkedIn. Um, like how do any of us make ones. money? I know, <laughs> 3,000. Those are just the ones who are on LinkedIn. Like right. imagine all the ones who aren't legally registered or right. publicly in LinkedIn. Um, and it was mind blowing to, to really think about my own marketing strategy of how am I going to compete in a saturated market? And we all took very similar pictures. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of beach pictures, beach family pictures, um, headshots. You know, very similar. And so I really went on a big mission to figure out how do I stand out Mm -hmm. in a sea of three thousand plus photographers where we're all doing really great work, right? Um, And it really became a matter of niching my market. Okay. And this was a huge mind shift for me. What
0: year were you in when you were going through this? This is year two. Okay. Got year it. two.
1: Um, And a very big shift for me because we all are under this misimpression at the beginning that the more general we are in our services and products we offer – possibly the wider audience and more clients we can reach. I don't think that's
0: a photographer thing. I think that's all of us. Right, for sure. (laughs) We're just like scared of missing out on something. Yeah, exactly. You're like, if
1: I offer this and this and this, then I'm going to potentially reach that many more people. Yeah.
0: and I don't know why we can't learn that. I know, because it's scary. It is scary. And
1: um, we are trying to play it safe. Mm -hmm. And the thought of narrowing our market – feels initially like you're going to be missing out on business and other areas. And exactly the opposite happens, that when we specialize and we niche niche our our market, Mm -hmm. we become a big fish in a little pond as opposed to a little fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. And people begin to then associate us with something in particular. And we can then more easily be seen as the expert in that area. Got it. For example, you know, me specializing in portraiture or studio portraits, specifically with women, was a huge shift for me. I'm like, well, what... I can't do real estate photos anymore, and I can't do this anymore, and I can't do newborns anymore. And although I'm able to do those, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be known as something different and something more specific, that this is my specialty. And my business immediately showed the difference. It took a little while, Mm -hmm. um, but much sooner than I had anticipated became sort of known for a specific look a specific genre and became an expert in that area to where now I am training other photographers how to do what I do
0: cool and when you say it took a little time do you mean like you changed the wording on what you uh, offer on your website or when you were out looking for business you were looking in only those specific markets or both
1: Well, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, If you want, and I can share sort of a little secret strategy that I went through. Love it. I'm a huge proponent Mm -hmm. of identifying and creating an image and a Mm -hmm. personality of your dream client. Okay. Yep. So like the ideal client. The ideal client. Yeah. Dream client, ideal client, Mm -hmm. and really spending time creating this person okay. as an as a real person. What is their name? How old are they? What do they do for a living? Where do they shop? What do they do for fun? Where are they in their stage of life? You know, what kind of things do they follow? What's their style? What do they wear? Where do they, what do they drive? The more specific you can be in creating your ideal client, the more you can then begin to market to her or him, at that person that your name, like mine's Jacqueline. <laughs> so, Jacqueline became sort Where of are a you, mixture, a mm-hmm. mixture mm-hmm. of some of my best clients, in addition to my dream client characteristics. And Got I it. just created her in my head. I know what she looks like. I know what she wears. I know what she does. For Do you fun. talk to her? I do talk to her. okay. Um, Maybe not directly all the time, but when I am creating marketing materials Mm -hmm. or ready to post images on social media, I always ask myself, is this something that would appeal to Jacqueline?
0: So what, and I know for you, you have a few niches Mm -hmm. or a few target markets.
1: So how do you, do you just have multiple people? Even though I um, shoot women, families, and business professionals, They are all mostly women. Women, mothers in particular, are buyers of photography. I don't get men calling most of the time unless it's for a headshot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mostly women who are mothers and are wanting to do family portraits Or even for her own business. Gotcha. So I learned who to create as my ideal client because I know my demographic. I know who they are. And then I eliminated all the other ones.
0: See you Um, later, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. You have been cut. That's awesome.
1: Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, you know, if you're in the mortgage industry, you know, specializing in veteran loans, mm-hmm. or you know, specializing for any market, something that you can be the expert in, you quickly rise to the top.
0: Got it. Love it. Yeah. Cool. And then, so, what are are do you take your clients through this process? too when yes. you're, so I guess we should talk That's about the photography. Yes, yeah. Thank you.
1: Sorry, I forgot about that. You're That's good. where we were headed. Um, yeah, so when I meet with a business owner, for mm-hmm. example, I spend at least a couple hours with them during a consultation, which sounds excessive to some people, but how am I going to create images for you and your business if I don't understand first your business and mm-hmm. what you do and who you're trying to reach? And I'm often surprised when I ask people, tell me about your ideal client client because we hmm. need to create images for that person mm-hmm. and I need to understand them in order to create images that you that will appeal to them no a lot of people have so not hard. really gone through that process themselves yeah. so it becomes a really fun um, exercise Why do you say <laughs> that <laughs> to help even business owners think about that for the first time mm-hmm. and then we go through the process of what messages do you want to send to them what are some keywords what are you trying to sell and who do you want to market to and mm-hmm. then we create photography and images that appeal to that got ideal it. client got it um even headshots you know talking i mean talking about the image you personally need to create people don't want to do business with a logo they want to do business with a person so the more personal we can make the images on your social media and marketing materials the better they get to know you and that's who people want will trust and want to do business with
0: and I think it's um, not really sure why but when you see the uh, the pre-made things that are posted on social media um, I know we all use them once in a while, but it's so much easier to tell when it's not made by you, right? And even if it's a picture of people, mm-hmm. which is very weird. I'm like, how do I know that's not actually the people in the office? like it's right i don't I don't
1: know how I know that, but it's just you know. you do know, you sense it, don't you? Yeah um, there's been um, some market research to show that even picking up your cell phone and doing what I might call a very unprofessional-looking um, message or video, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not a professional message, but just in terms of s- just cell phone quality, still appeals to people mm-hmm. more so than you know sometimes a professionally done commercial Right. Um, if you're just looking to connect with your audience on a day-to-day basis.
0: And do you think that it's getting harder, like harder to um, – I'm trying to think of how to say this – people are looking for something different. I mean, I think they're looking for something that's more
1: authentic. Yes. For sure. Yes. I would say if there was one word that I would use to describe what I appreciate about Mm -hmm. marketing is authenticity and being real. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see these gimmicky things anymore. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see something that's really not you and Mm -hmm. that you're just trying to kind of You know, fake it, if you will. Sure. (laughs) Um, But just speaking from the heart, knowing who your audience is and who you're trying to talk to means you can dig deep into a place of authenticity and connect with them on a real level. And when people know you, they trust you. When they trust you, they do business with you. So the more real and authentic you can be, which means showing the dark side or the ugly side or your mistakes, you know, those are all things that make us real Mm -hmm. and authentic to people, and they really appreciate that. And uh,
0: guys, just if you can't tell, she's very good at educating, and we are actually (laughs) in a uh, group together, and she's the education coordinator of that group. Um, which that is a very good job for her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes, I do.
0: So what are some other, what's the, um, the second phase of the process after the consultation with the business owner?
1: Well, and then we go into a design mm-hmm. phase where we actually mock up a plan for the images and things like wardrobe, colors, mm-hmm. tones, Lighting styles, all of that plays a really important factor Mm -hmm. into how someone will feel Mm -hmm. when they see an image. Got it. Believe it or not, photography is very deeply rooted in emotions. You're Mm -hmm. taking a picture... Not just to have it, but Mm -hmm. to elicit an emotion or a feeling from someone who's looking at it. That's what artists all throughout the ages have really done well. Mm. And it's the same when you are marketing your business. I want to understand through the consultation what feeling you want to emit with your clients and what do you want them to feel when they see it. So we go through an inspiration board where we mock up and look for inspiration photos that... We can plan out what you're going to wear, what the photos are going to look like, what messages you want to send, and how it's going to make people feel. Cool. And then we're ready to go into the third phase, which is the photo shoot, of course. Mm. Um, And that doesn't end there, you know. And then we meet again to go through the the photos. We have a reveal. Um, They get to select the the photos that most align with that work we did up front of messaging. and of course the ones that they they have in their favorites. And then I'm always there as, you know, a long-term, you know, partner to help with ideas mm-hmm. or, you know, giving my feedback when I need to or am asked on, you know, how things are looking or making tweaks along the way. So, right. I really pride myself on that long-term relationship mm-hmm. um, because I get to know their business and right. I get to know them and so picking up on that later makes process a lot easier easier when it's time to update. And what are some uh, branding
0: tips that we can give people, uh, just some things that they can do, maybe even if it's prior to reaching out to you or a photographer, what are some things that they
1: can... uh, think about such as creating the ideal client right that's to me where you want to start okay is really understanding who you're messaging and marketing to okay. if you think you're just messaging to anyone and everyone unfortunately you're probably gonna fall flat because mm-hmm. you're not really m- talking to anyone in particular when you know who your ideal client is it's much easier to have a conversation with that person mm-hmm. and you know what they're going to appe- what's going to appeal to them, so it's mm-hmm. easier. So knowing your ideal client is the very first step of okay. understanding who you're talking to, and then I would say the second biggest tip for branding um, is to have a good professional picture of yourself. Even in, just one. Even if yep. it's just one, I cannot tell you <laughs> how many times I've seen a cell phone picture mm. or a selfie, mm-hmm. a selfie, or you know, a picture that you love of yourself, and it's very clear the other person's cut out of the picture, yes. <laughs> um, being used in professional um, platforms such as LinkedIn and Facebook and marketing materials. So, so, and
0: using that as an example, when you say pictures give us feeling, what
1: feeling do you get when you see those pictures well someone who it's just a matter of opinion Uh um, but if I see it it's they aren't very professional if they don't have a professional look and it's not even that someone would even mentally purposefully go through that thought process and know. it's just this um, it takes five seconds I love when you say yeah five (laughs) seconds for someone to form an impression of you. And as a matter of fact, the research even most recently is less than two seconds. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a very quick moment where people are making an opinion of you hmm. right away just by seeing your picture that's unfortunate and it's fortunate it yeah. um, it's just the way things are and so if you are not getting your initial impression out in the most positive step forward you're probably missing out on on really connecting with people and I think that
0: um, especially if you're in industries,
1: such as mine or or
0: yours or your husband's, you know, finance, mortgage, photography, real estate, anything like that, that's a huge, um, there's a lot of competition, uh, it's a lot easier to pick the person with a professional picture versus a selfie, and I think, I mean, the feeling I would get from looking at that too is um, maybe they're newer. And that would make me a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, that's a really good point. Yeah, maybe they—is it that they're being lazy, Mm -hmm. or what? Or I mean, those are the the, some of the. Maybe it's just they haven't. Maybe it's nothing. Care enough to yeah. (laughs) So what's the service going to be like exactly? Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: And you know, I go through, and you know, me or any photographer who does branding pictures, you know. Getting, taking time to get to know what message you want to send to your clients. Mm-hmm. For example, I work with a lot of realtors. Mm-hmm. And they want to, you know, the message they want to send is um, competent, friendly, mm-hmm. and trustworthy. I get those three words all the time. You know, someone who's an expert, mm-hmm. who is very approachable and trustworthy, you know, and easy to work with. Um, and so we will go through a process of talking about poses. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at an open versus a closed pose, all that body language plays mm-hmm. such a huge factor in the message you're trying to give someone. Sure. Um, even the colors, the psychology of color is very powerful. Um, it's why most banks are blue and why most fast mm. food is red and orange. So there, the psychology of color and the psychology of body language is something that I bring from my 20 plus years as a psychologist to my work every day let's
0: let's talk about that for a second so the color the color thing Mm -hmm. um i do remember learning about that a long long time ago where it was like i think it was red green and i don't know i think i'm missing one yellow for
1: so yellow is like happy and creative that yellow orange color So, and it's all about balance, okay? okay? So, if someone, let's just take um, a younger professional, a young woman professional, um, I am not going to do the same thing with her Mm -hmm. as I would an older woman professional. Got it. Just because I know the impression of age... Mm can be a factor. Sure. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It just is what it is. Right. So if there is a younger woman who wants to compete in a market and be seen as more powerful because she has less experience, mm-hmm. the psychology of putting her in the color red is a power color. Mm. Putting her in heels its taller. Mm-hmm. I mean, little tiny things that you wouldn't even think about all play into the psychology of image management. Sure. Um, things like blue and brown are a very friendly, trustworthy, approachable color. Where so. even like
0: red on someone who is really successful that might, uh, and talking about a female, that might come off as being um, – too aggressive it could be too aggressive yeah. yes
1: the da- the opposite side of that is if it was an older woman who wants to be seen as more approachable and yeah. friendly I probably wouldn't recommend that she wears red um and again, not, it's not one size fits sure, all. Sure. We start with some general psychology principles mm-hmm. around imaging and image management and talk about the messages you want to send. Mm-hmm. And then we balance all of those to create a formula, if you will, that's unique just for you. So I can give you the general principles, but so many other factors make a, a difference sure. in how we come up with those final conclusions. Things like micro expressions, mm-hmm. you know, Whether you have a big smile versus a small smile or friendly eyes and how you hold your arms, is it closed or open? There is just an endless array of possibilities to go with the message that you want to send to your clients. Cool. So much fun. (laughs) It's Uh so much fun. I
0: love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like I can... uh, I always love learning about the psychology side of things, so I could probably ask you a trillion questions.
1: But well, the psychology of money. We yeah, won't even go I there know, today, I know we spoke but that's about that. fascinating. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: Um, what are some final tips that we can give people, some last things that you want to share with them? Uh, any? The floor can be
1: open. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, You know, I really want to go back and just reiterate this dream client because to me that is such a heart, the heart of creating your brand and your image, really knowing who you're speaking to. So I just want to reiterate that one more time. Um, I also... What
0: about like if, for me, I might not have all of my dream client, but I think that people may... uh, they may make the mistake of making their dream client someone they just work with a lot even that's just their common client not Mm -hmm. their dream client Mm -hmm. or they don't feel like there's enough of their dream client out there
1: Mm. there is though i mean they're there (laughs) we just have to find a way of Mm -hmm. reaching them and uncovering them Um, Start somewhere, and Mm -hmm. I think you made a really good point about common client, Mm -hmm. which is your typical client that you may see now, versus your dream client. That's a big difference, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So spend some time, really just quiet time, thinking about who your dream client is. And create an avatar of them. Draw a picture of Mm -hmm. them. Find a picture in a magazine. Name them. Talk about them. Write their bio. You know, really, really create this Real person in your mind, and it can be, be really more helpful. than one person or just one. One person. person. One person. One person. Oh I get gosh. that a lot. Well, I don't pay my bills with one person, or you know, I'm multifaceted, yeah. so I need more. And one day when you're a multimillionaire, go for that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but right now, when you're possibly starting or just sort of beginning this journey of thinking about that, just pick one person. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor and really get clear on who that is.
0: This can be a business that's been in business for 20 years and they've maybe never done that never and done they're it. just like thankful people are still walking through the door but they don't know who's <laughs> walking through the door oh, yeah. it
1: just really helps with this day and age mm-hmm. where we have such visual marketing and such social media marketing this um approach is a lot more important than maybe it was 20 years ago sure so how we reach our dream clients and ideal clients is a little bit different Mm -hmm. um how we do it today than how we might have done it 20 years ago I know for me personally it really is
0: yeah I I agree I can uh I start thinking about it I just get overwhelmed or I can just create a list and just Get it done. It's fun. Like, make it fun. Don't right. make it overwhelming. Right. Just, it's
1: not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And your dream client this mm-hmm. year may not be the same next year. I think and that's I'm not huge. saying yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. But your dream client ages. Mm-hmm. And your dream client also changes mm-hmm. through their life. And so it's important to touch base at least once a year and say – I was just going to say, how long do you test a dream client? At least once a year cool. to just say, you know, that annual reflection that I'm also a huge proponent of is – you know, hey, what's Jacqueline Jacqueline up to these days? You know, has her life changed or how old is she now? Mm -hmm. And um, really, you know, keeping a good fresh look every year or as your business needs change or you have an aha moment of, you know, I just decided to do something different because my market's telling me that and Mm -hmm. I might need to relook at it. So keep it fresh. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Any
0: final things? And if not, where can people find you?
1: I would love for people to find me. Um, I can be reached at um, Melissa Cancio is my name and uh, Mm -hmm. Melissa at Memories That Matter Photography Mm -hmm. and Melissa at Melissa Cancio Portrait will be two um, websites and email addresses that people can find me at.
0: Okay, and I'll list those uh, in the the notes as well Perfect. uh, on the episode so you guys can see it there. Mm -hmm. And so if you guys have any questions or want to reach out to Melissa, please do. Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to email me at smcallister at newyorklife.com, which I'll also list there, or uh, you can go on to my website at sarahlmcallister.com. S a r a h l, m c a l l i s t e r dot com. Just my full name. <laughs> um, alrighty. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're I had welcome. so much fun today. This yes. was awesome. I yes. appreciate
1: the opportunity to speak with you guys.
0: Any time. Alrighty, guys. See you later.